0: Real Cuff Radio is about to begin. Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Welcome to Real Cuff Radio, and let me set the story. I am sitting in a coffee shop with my wife. In come a bunch of bikers. We start talking to them, the incredible testimonies that they have. We've got Woody on the line tonight. You know, I don't even know where to even begin with his story, so I'm going to let you tell your story, Woody, and if you would share your testimony, and then me and Julie will, you know, ask some questions towards the end as they come.
1: Sounds good, Todd. Okay, first off, Todd, I'd like to thank you for this opportunity because I so want to lift the name of Jesus and share the the good things that God is and is doing in my life today and in my life of the past. I appreciate the opportunity. You've asked me to share about my conversion experience. Like a lot of people, I was lost and desperate and i didn't realize it i was living out in california came home after the vietnam war came into a somewhat hostile situation and in my life i began doing things and got involved with drugs and relationships and crime and and the things that a lot of young People at that time without Christ were doing just for acceptance, recognition, to combat the the elements of the society that seemed to be turned against us i lived that way for a number of years in and out of institutions on the west coast in and out of drug addiction between my times in jail and out of jail and the last time i came out of jail was in 1967 late in 67 and it was the first time i came out of jail without any hope at all i Knew that I was an addict, I knew that I was doing things in my life that were going to result in death, imprisonment, but I didn't see any hope of ever changing that. And I met a person then, a short time after I was out, who uh, was a young man who'd been a heroin addict for 25 years, spent 15 years in San Quentin prison. And I met him one day, and he began to share with me about how Christ changed his life. And I looked at that young man and watched him and spent time with him for weeks because I saw something there that I hadn't seen before. I saw something in his life that told me that there was hope for all of us. And it didn't matter how far. I'd gone in the wrong direction. That Jesus was big enough to to give me life and to give me new hope in my life. And I gave my life to the Lord in nineteen sixty seven. I hit the ground running. I've been involved in missions and evangelism and sharing my faith ever since. I've never looked back. I think my greatest testimony isn't what God did with me in 1967 but my greatest testimony is the faithfulness of god the scriptures tell us i've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed baking bread and i can sit here today 73 year old biker and say god has been faithful For 50 years of my life, he's never let me down. Now, I've always kind of moved toward the darker side, even in my ministries. When people would tell me I couldn't do this or I shouldn't do that, I couldn't go to this area because I it was dangerous or I couldn't do that, I always was a person that wanted to push the envelope. And uh, I was involved with a mission organization for over 35 years called Youth with a Mission in leadership and working. And during that time, I completely gave up riding motorcycles or anything else because my wife was afraid. And I felt that God brought us together as a couple. and, And that was more important to God and in my life than riding my motorcycle was. So I quit riding for 37 years. And my wife and I always had that death talk that, well, if I die this or if you die that and I always told her, I said, Dixie, if you happen to die before I do, I'm gonna go up gonna buy myself a Harley Davidson and I'm gonna go out and ride the Coast Highway. In two thousand and eight she went to be with the Lord. I bought my Harley Davidson about three months after that because I've had a passion for two things in my life, for all of my life. The first passion was for Jesus. I, I want to serve God and do what I can as, as a believer to share the gospel message with people who haven't heard it, or maybe who have heard it but haven't learned how to live it out in a daily walk with God. And my second passion was for motorcycles. I remember years ago when I had a paper route out in California, a man had an old BSA motorcycle. This was probably back in the 50s or early 60s. Got an old BSA motorcycle broken down in his backyard, and he would let me, while I'm on my paper route, stop and just sit on that motorcycle and dream about being out in the wind and and riding and being able to do those things that that excited me and that I had a, a passion for. And so when I got back on riding a motorcycle, naturally I wanted to use it to uh, help me to communicate with people about Christ. God put this giant burden on my heart. I kind of felt like Abraham. I was 66 years old and riding a motorcycle, and I, I found some people who loved Jesus, rode their motorcycles, and were involved full-time in being missionaries or sharing Christ with the motorcycle community. I watched their lives, and after a while, I decided that was what I wanted to do. And that was what God wanted me to do. So I prospected, went through all the formalities of hanging around, prospecting, and being patched out with a motorcycle club called Soldiers for Jesus. They're a group of people who share in common a relationship with Christ, but they're a group of people who also share a passion for riding and a passion for reaching bikers with the gospel of jesus christ you know i was in a missions organization for 35 years and i loved missions and i loved missionary outreach and i realized that you know we have so many unreached people groups right here in our own community we don't have to cross the sea to be a missionary we need to see the cross and when we do that then we're going to become missionaries. Well, one of these people groups was the motorcycle community. I'm not talking about the Christian clubs and people who love Jesus and want to get together and ride on Sundays and hope someone sees them and thinks that they're Christians. I'm talking about people who are 100% of the time seven days a week. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, bikers. In Texas, we got a lot of them. And a lot of them in Texas, at one time, sitting on their grandma's lap or something, made commitments to Jesus, but they've never learned how to really have a relationship with him. And so that's where my passion has been. For the last eight years, I've been hanging out at biker bars, riding my motorcycle to biker rallies going in and out of different situations where i could share the gospel and pray with people and and help them to see that even as a believer i can live my life and enjoy what god's given me in my life and still be a biker still have the lifestyle and the freedom and the The ability to get out there and to be a part of this brotherhood that we share as bikers in the motorcycle community. And it didn't happen automatically. Like any people group, uh, there's a whole culture and there's a whole lifestyle that if you're not willing to adapt to their culture and their lifestyle, you're just going to be around them and never be a part of them. So what I did is I've embraced it. I culturally and emotionally and everything else am a biker now. The club I'm with, we adhere to the protocols of the dominant club in our area. We are riding and we're sharing by living a life for Christ, the goodness of God before other people. It's amazing, Todd, you know, Sometimes people don't know they're hungry until they see a steak in front of them. And uh, we're trying to show them this steak. We're trying to show them that, you know, God loves you. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been. It doesn't matter how bad you've been. It doesn't matter how good you've been. His desires are for relationships. In fellowship with you and you can have that. So I've been doing this for about 10 years now. During that time, I've been the president of a motorcycle club here in Tyler. I I work with the Confederation of Clubs and in Independence in Region 9 of East Texas. I pastor a small biker church that meets in a biker bar on Sunday morning. And these people are hungry. But they're hungry to have relationship with Jesus in a culture that is very challenging and presents its own challenges and difficulties for somebody to come out and really give their lives and live their lives for Christ. So it's a process. Like anything, that process gives us new challenges every day. But at the same time with that, it gives us new hope and new power and authority because of Christ living in us. I've seen my life change and my ministry change because God's opened doors and helped me to understand that unless I identify culturally with these people that are looked down on and frowned upon and thought to be organized crime and everything else, Unless I can identify with them culturally without violating my Christian principle, they're never going to trust me. I'll always be an outsider. And so now it's getting to where I have the relationships with the leaders of the clubs, with the different members of the clubs. And they're very open to prayer and to hearing the word and to just being around the gospel message and people who sincerely are living their lives for Christ, and this is what I try to do. Two bikers came over to my my house the other day, and they just were sitting around and and talking to me. And One of them was a president of this local motorcycle club. He just shared with me that the thing that he's seen in my life and in other bikers in this community who are living for christ the thing he's seen is consistency he's seen people who really are living what they're talking about and so many times people are always talking about christ but when it comes down to it they aren't really living the life Showing the compassion, showing the love, showing the restraint and the faithfulness to God first and then to the people that God's called us to. If we do that, we see that that opens the door for God to move in their hearts and in their lives and give them hope. This hope that I found 50 years ago, this hope that's never let me down and's brought me through years of missions and evangelism and outreach and now abides in me as I ride my bike, as I do different things and and involve myself with with this group of of people that desperately needs to know and to learn how to have relationship with Jesus. You know, and that's the whole thing, Todd. The whole thing is it's not about It's not about motorcycles, it's not about having been baptized, it's not about having accepted Christ when I was young, it's not about going to church, I have my own home church I go to, it's not about pastoring a church like this little biker fellowship that I do out here on Sunday mornings. It's all about relationship with Jesus. And my pastor, Pastor Mike, always asks when he shares a gospel message, he always asks the congregation a question that that just stirs my heart and a question that we all need to address, whether we're a biker or we're just walking down the street, work a day, everyday job, we're athletes, no matter where we stand in our society. And the question, Todd, is have you ever made that one time on your own, on purpose, decision to let Jesus Christ be Lord of your life? That's my testimony, Todd. When I made that decision and gave my life to Jesus, it's been all him. Anything I've done, anything I've learned, anything that that I've accomplished in this life has been because of Christ and because He enables and empowers us as believers to be the men of God or the women of God that He wants us to be if we'll let Him.
0: You know, Woody, what I'm hearing from you, is the relationship with Jesus, but your whole ministry is on relationships with those people. Yes, sir. It, it wouldn't matter if you were a biker or a banker or an actor. It doesn't matter as long as you stand your ground, have integrity, and walk with Jesus and be the example. That's your ministry. You know, ministries don't have to be, just like you said, with, you know, me and my wife, we met on on the mission field in in Uganda, Africa. Uh, Before that, I was in Russia and she was in Bulgaria. But truthfully, we need it more in America than people know. Mm -hmm. It's in our own backyard, you know. Time is short.
1: Well, you know, Todd, we have such a great example in Jesus because here was God himself who became flesh and lived among us. And the reason he lived among us was to identify with us, to culturally blend into who we are and what we are on this earth and to say, hey, you know, I'm here with you. I'm one of you. I love you, and I bring hope and restoration to you. But he became a man to have that relationship and identify with us culturally. And when he died, he opened the door so that we can be forgiven and we can continue that relationship with him our relationship with God take that message of hope to this whole world that we live in doesn't matter where we live brother it uh, it just doesn't matter
0: Julie yeah I was just sitting there thinking uh, what a great example of crossing the boundaries of the church getting outside the church walls and challenging anybody out there that might even know the Lord, but also what is their other passion that they could use to witness for Christ? Great example, Woody. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time.
1: Well, thank you, Julie. I, I know I enjoyed meeting you guys at Journey here in or Maybe we'll cross paths there again
0: one day. You're talking about the church. I mean, this should send a message to the church that, you know, God gave you as a child desires in your heart for things. And just like you said, this man would let you sit on top of that motorcycle and pretend like you were riding it and the wind blowing through your hair. That desire was always there. So what's the desire that he's put in the heart of these people sitting in the church that is there for them to use and get out in your community and start winning these people to the Lord? They will never, never come to the Lord unless they trust you first, unless they see it in your life first and then they will come.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's all we can be as a light in darkness. And, you know, so many times, uh, even in my life, I look at my life and think, man, you know, I mean, I've got a history of people that are in missions that, that I've worked with for years, but I think on a daily basis, why why am I not seeing the revival that I want to see in in this culture? And And God has to remind me that my job is to carry the message and to show the love and live a life like Christ would if he were here. And it's God's job to bring them to repentance. You know, the Bible says it's the love of Christ that draws men to repent. I just hope my testimony and my life reflects that love of Christ and that his Holy Spirit would work in the hearts of men and women and bring them into relationship with him and bring them to the point of turning from their old life and the evil that they've
0: embraced
1: and turn into a loving savior who wants to give new hope and new life
0: today he named off some people and said i want you to go after them and remind them of what i put in their heart when they were kids yeah and then you said that about the the motorcycle yeah. you know the kid, so anyway um it's this is it's going to touch people
1: yeah well god, god kind of spoke to me the same way that they i had a uh, biker called me and uh, bikers always say well I'm praying for you up you know and and they, they're sincere about it but I had a biker call me the other day and uh, he is telling me that his wife's brother dove into a, a lake here in Texas on Memorial Day and he didn't come up and when they found him they tried to bring him back to life and they took him to a hospital and and they had him on a respirator and they they had him on artificial life support they didn't see any brain activity and in their minds they were saying this kid was dead well i put out a message to the motorcycle community to a lot of my friends from Wyoming and uh this young man who asked me this this biker called me yesterday and he said Woody you won't believe it my my wife's sister was there with her brother and while she was there he was squeezing her hand showing activity and they asked him to move his legs and he moved his legs and they asked him to move his arms and he moved his arms and he opened his eyes. This guy is blown away because this other brother was supposed to be brain dead and not ever come around. But he's saying, you know, the prayer really worked. And I oh, know yeah. this kid, I know this guy that shared with me from Sharon before with him, had a godly grandmother who spoke strongly into his life about Christ. And he's kind of gotten away and he's in a tougher situation with a group of bikers that don't have any any thoughts that way. And it was a chance for me to just stir up again the things that, that God's done in his life and the vision God gave him through his grandmother and encourage him to to come back, you know, and and start afresh and, and anew in and, and his relationship and looking to Jesus, you know. So so God gives us those chances, Todd, to stir up the old vision and the old desire, bring new life, you know, like, like the Valley of Kidron and the Dry Bone and rising up the Dry Bone and uh making them a mighty army for god you know
0: i want to thank you so much woody for coming on but i i would oh. like to ask you to pray before you go okay Do you uh unless you have something else you want to talk about
1: no no i'm good God. i i really appreciate you and julie i appreciate your your ministry and and the opportunity you have to reach so many through the radio. And, uh, I'm just gonna pray for you too. And, uh, and Lord, I just want to ask you to be with Todd and Julie. And I know that they travel so much, they have so much on their table, so many things that they're doing. And I know they're doing them all for you, Jesus. And I pray that you would just uh, continue to encourage, anoint, and give specific guidance to Todd and Julie as they, they continue to press on in their faith and in their walk with you. Lord, that you would anoint their lives, their ministry, even the the communications through radio or computers or whatever they use to communicate god just enhance that lord your spirit isn't dependent on any man or any contraption made by man but your spirit moves freely and touches the hearts and lives of men and women who are desperate and needy like i was lord i pray you continue to use todd and julie in the furtherance of your kingdom and the gospel message, God. Protect and guard them as they travel. Keep them safe. And let Lord Jesus their light so shine before men that they'll see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven because of the lives of these two people. Thank you, Lord, for friendship. Thank you for relationship with you, God and with others who have given their lives to you. Bless this ministry, bless this couple. We thank you for them in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, and I'm gonna say that's a wrap.